Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is your host, Brevin Slope, and you're listening to The Mayor's Podcast. Hello, basketball fans, wherever you may be listening. Um, I want to welcome you to the very first ever episode of The Mayor's Podcast. This is your host, Brevin Slope, and I am so thrilled to be launching this first ever episode. It is my honor and privilege to welcome and introduce Coach Brendan Boomsma as my first ever guest on this podcast. Coach, thank you so much, so much for taking the time out of your day to be on the show. Appreciate you having me, bro. So a little bit of background. Um, I was lucky enough to have Coach Boomsma as my graduate assistant coach during my junior and senior playing days at Concordia University in Nebraska. Um, Coach is a rising young coach who has already been um, very impactful on the game, and I know he'll be very successful um, wherever he ends up next. Just a little background on his playing days. Um, during his high school days at Tri-Valley High School in Sioux Falls, Boomsma was an all-state and all-conference performer, which led to him being a finalist for the South Dakota Mr. Basketball Award. Upon graduating from high school, Coach played his college ball at Dakota State University. and There, he was a three-year starter and was a team captain for two. He led the Trojans to win back-to-back North Star Athletic Association regular season and tournament conference titles. This resulted in the Trojans making it two trips to the NAI Division II National Championships. He left his mark on the Trojans' history books, finishing third and made three-point field goals and sixth in assist. So, Coach, I just want to say thank you so much again for being on. Let's just get right to it. Um, my first question for you is just tell me a little bit about how you first fell in love with the game of basketball. I mean, like, was it your parents watching professional athletes or what really uh, pulled you into the game of basketball? Oh, yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I was kind of born with a ball in my hands, I'd say. Um, little, you know, the old little tight suits back in the day, just have a have a ball and hoop and just kind of chucking that thing back and forth. And I kind of fell in love with it then, but the first organized basketball I played was second grade um, with the YMCA in Sioux Falls. And once that ball got in my hands, man, it just it just changed my life forever. And I, I still remember my first game ever. Um, I, we can only play three to four quarters, right? And they're eight-minute yep. quarters, six-minute six quarters. Um, and I had 30 points. <laughs> I had 30 points in three quarters as a little second grader. <laughs> and I felt, like, I felt like a ball hog, honestly. But um, it, was, it was super fun. But it was like, gee, I'm, I'm kind of good at this. So let's just see where this can take me, you know, and – I fell in love with it. Um, ever since then, obviously, I just put so much time into it, and and honestly, it, it's it pushed me to be a coach because I've seen the impact you know past coaches had on me, and I wanted to, I want to have that same impact on other guys. So you know, I just I love the game of basketball. I'm passionate about it. I'm passionate about playing it. The playing days are over, but now it's you know coaching wise, and uh, you know I don't think I'll ever get tired of uh, the game of basketball. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I mean, it obviously helps from a young age when you have some success to go on to pursue things. So I know you were a multi-sport athlete in high school and you kind of focused more on basketball towards the tail end of it. Tell me a little bit about what do you think as a basketball coach, how do you feel about athletes just taking one sport in high school or when they're younger and just specializing in that one sport? Do you think that's impactful in the, in the right way or do you think they should broaden their horizons a little bit and do other sports as well? Yes. You know, that's kind of a, you know, good question now these days, you know, have a thing going on all research and, I think honestly, there's pros and cons to both. Um, specializing, you know, you're really going to get feel your skill and your skill level of sport, but also, you know, 
special length can also have an underlying factor of, you know, potential injuries because your body's not getting the uh, adaptation it should to, you know, to different movements and cuts and uh, different, you know, just abilities of playing physical or stuff like that. But it's, it's, you know, it's a two way street for me because when you specialize, you know, you become really good at something, but it can also hamper some performances on the athletic wise. So kids, I, I mean, I, I tell you, you know, just try as many sports as you can when you're younger, um, weed them out, see what, see what's, see what's best for you. Um, and try, you know, try to play two, two sports, you know, or something in high school. I, I played golf and basketball and golf kind of just get me mind box and things, you know, and, it wasn't too athletic sport, you know, but it's, it's, it's a fun sport to relax the mind and it's competitive, you know? So anything you do competitive wise, whether it's sports, um, academics, clubs, whatever it is, you know, just, just find your niche and find your passion. And never, you know, never stop. Yeah, no, I like that a lot. I think it's like what you said, I think it's really important just to stay competitive no matter what you're doing. I think you can, you can feed that. And obviously through other sports, like you said, just, I mean, through clubs and other activities, that's, that's awesome. Um, so talking a little bit about your high school playing days, when you went in as a freshman at Tri-Valley, what would you say some of your main goals you had for your high school career? And, like, what would you say were some of the biggest factors in achieving some of those goals during high school? Yeah. Yeah. So I went, you know, I went in a freshman year, you know, I wanted to, wanted to make varsity, wanted to, you know, win a state title. And, you know, high school opens your eyes up, you know, because I get there, you know, and there's a good team my freshman year. And I, I didn't even make varsity, you know, my freshman mm-hmm. year. So, um, that opened my eyes up to, you know, um, just to work harder, uh, work harder, put more time in. And, um, I did that, you know, and I came back sophomore year and we got fifth at state and junior year was injured half the year. Then senior year had a really good year. You know, we made state and got fifth. And like you said, all state, all, uh, all conference, Mr. Basketball, stuff like that. And honestly just started from that field of fire my freshman year where I was, I, I was so high. I was like, I'm gonna make varsity. I'm gonna, you know, hopefully compete for a spot. And then it's like, crap you know what do I do from here and that really tests you know an athlete's level because I think so many athletes now if they don't get something you know they just kind of fall over and quit and it's like well you know what what's gonna what's next so use you know use some feel of your fire and just really if you don't make varsity one year you know set a bigger goal I set them a lot your goal you know and go 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 until you you know you can't stop and, and just you know once that happens you're really gonna find success in anything you do like I said athletics academics your job but, you know, the goals I had, you know, like I said, state championship, um, varsity, and that just didn't happen. So, you know, worked harder, sophomores, senior year, I had a pretty good career. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I like how you talked about just um, staying persistent through all that because, I, like you said, I feel like there's so many people in every aspect of life that they can't get something right away they just give up on it. And I think that that persistence is, is really, really important. And obviously it, it paid off for you. Um, bouncing off now to your kind of your college plan days, um, just tell us a little bit about why you chose Dakota State and why did you choose to go there over maybe going to like a Division II school? Because I know you had a chance to maybe go to a Division II school. So why did you why did you feel like the NAI route was the best route for you and um, especially Dakota State? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I, I like I said, athletes, you know, when you're getting recruited, you really look at the things that matter. Um, the things that mattered for me was – uh, being close to home, uh, my brother was at Dakota State, so that kind of played a factor in those 45 minutes. Um, being close to home was huge for me. Um, going somewhere where I can really see myself grow, not only as an athlete and a basketball player, but as also as a person and a student. Um, that was one big thing. And also the third thing was going somewhere I can compete to play. Um, you know, everyone wants to play, but when you know you're going to go in there, and we had 15 guys in the team, so you don't have, you know, 30 guys, 
I knew I was going to have a chance and anything can happen. You need to compete your butt off. So those are the three things that kind of, you know, led me to Dakota state. Um, you know, as you said, Dakota D2, some, some D2, I could have walked on or had a small, small scholarship and just did, did I want to go there and, you know, possibly sit there three years and play one year, you know, something like that. But I was, I was fortunate enough, you know, at Dakota state to play four years, all four years, um, go to the national tournament twice, win the conference championship twice and have a decent career. And, it just helped me become a better leader overall. You know, people ask me how did I become a better basketball player, but it's, it's so much more than that. Um, it's everything's bigger than basketball, you know, and when you, when you have that approach to things, you're going to be much more successful in the way you, you know, you view things and your mindset is. So overall, you know, Dakota state was just right to fit for me. Coach Gary Garner, um, coach Mike Larson, um, all those guys, all that staff, all the players just felt right at home. Um, and you know, there's nothing better when you go on a visit and, or, the coaches really want you, yeah. you know, like um, coach Garner and coach Mike were at, at like maybe probably 30 of our 50 high school practices, you know, it's yeah. like, it's crazy. You know, yeah. it's like these do, you know, these dudes really want me. So you got to go where you're wanted. You got to go where you're going to grow and you got to go where, you know, you think you have a chance to play. So that's, that's kind of my view on things. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, kind of, you mentioned coach Gardner now. Um, he obviously has been very successful as a coach. I mean, he coached in the NAI, he coached division one, and even played or coached a little bit of in the NBA D League when that was still going on. What would you say some of your biggest takeaways you had from just playing underneath him? Yeah, for sure. Coach Garner is, you know, he's a remarkable man, and he's he. If you if you want to know anyone that lives and breathes basketball, it's it's Coach Garner. That dude, he has no hobbies besides basketball, and it's it's crazy. But um, so you know, the thing that I learned about him was just like you said, persistency, how to overcome things. You know, a lot of people don't know Coach Garner was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer at the age of 74, 75, my junior off season. And he had it through my senior year and he had a one in five chance of getting off the surgery table. And he, he beat it. He beat pancreatic cancer like in a month and a half. Like this dude, this dude has grit. He doesn't stop. And that's, that's one thing I learned, you know, just never, never quit. And if you have that approach, I think for all these young athletes, coaches, whoever's listening, if you never quit and you, you just keep going and endure, endure whatever you're dealing with, you're going to, you're going to find success some way, somehow. And that's kind of coach Garner with his whole career. You know, he was 34, 35 and 0 at Fort Hay state back in the nineties, coached at Drake, coached at Southeast Missouri state, coached, you know, NBA, um, Iowa energy. Um, you know, he's, he's been everywhere. Um, so, and everything that leads him to those successes is his just ability to just be persistent and just keep going. So, you know, that's, that's the biggest thing for me. I became a better leader and an overall person because I just, you know, I, I, I refuse to quit and things in life. Yeah, no, that's awesome. That's awesome. So after your playing days, you obviously wanted to become a coach. So tell us a little bit about just that shift you have to go through transitioning from a player to a coach. I mean, what, what's that, what's that shift like? Shoot, man. Yeah, for sure. Like the biggest thing I tell people, I've told you this before is just, you got to mature really quick. Yep. Um, you know, leaving college basketball, then going to be a graduate assistant at Concordia, Nebraska. I'm 22, 23, 24 years old, and I'm dealing with you guys who are 18 to 22 years old as well. Yeah. Some are 24, 25, you know? So, like, how do I balance, the, you know, the friendships but also the coaching professionalism where you guys are going to respect me and listen to me? But also off the court, I can connect in that way that, you know, that makes you guys feel that I truly care and um, it's, it's part of a bigger thing than basketball. So, the maturity thing is a huge thing, jump. Um, I had to really grow up and, you know, I felt like I was ready to. And just, just the side of things of coaching is so much different. But I told, I told my dad this and I told, um, you know, 
the ADs, Devin Smith, Angela Moeller, and um, Coach Correll and Coach Lindbeck this, that I had more joy this past year watching you guys win the conference championship than Corn Palace than I've ever had in my playing career. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and that's and that, the, re- the thing that gives me is the thing that I, I, I know I'm doing what I love, you know, what I'm supposed to be doing. And that's, you know, coaching or just being around, you know, you guys, young athletes and helping them grow. And that's the biggest transition, you know, I feel like from playing to coaching, you really have to grow up and you really have to see things from a side of, oh, well, when I was a player, the coach was telling me this and I was like, I was kind of brushing it off. But now when I'm coaching, I had so many epiphanies where I'm like, oh, man, like as a co- as a player, I was like, well, what is coach talking about? You know, sometimes but it's like you move as a coach, you're like, crap, like. Okay, now I see now I see the side of things why coaches say those. But like I said, just growing up, maturity, and just you know caring for others is the biggest thing of coaching. And wise, I say, yeah, for sure, for sure. So you mentioned obviously your time at Concordia. What would you say some of your biggest takeaways and just what you learned from Coach Limbach, Coach Corral, and just the the whole um, Concordia community in general? What would you say some of the biggest takeaways you had from Concordia? Yeah, Bulldog Nation is incredible. Um, I've told I've told a lot of people this. Bulldog Nation, Coach Limbach, Coach Correll, uh, just the administration there is awesome. And the biggest takeaways I had, you know, from the coaching staff there is um, build build something more, you know, than basketball. So you be these players, these young student athletes, that you guys become better, you know, students, players, leaders, um, sons, um, brothers, you know future husbands and future fathers, you know, like that's the biggest thing, biggest takeaway. It's, it's so much bigger than basketball. And when you have players trust in you, I felt like we had a lot of trust this last year when we went 24 and 10, the players buy in, they, they really play for, you know, what we're about and not just themselves. So that's my biggest takeaway. And then, you know, never stop, never stop learning. Um, you know, a lot of you guys may know coach Limbeck and coach Carell are always doing something, you know, reading books, um, looking things up, recruiting. They're always doing something to help themselves, but better off help the Bulldog uh, community and Bulldog basketball program. So my time at Concordia was just, you know, top notch. And I wish I had more than two years there, you know, that's the, that's the thing that stinks about it, but moving on, I'll, I'll carry those, you know, memories forever. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I know both coaches really appreciate you and everything you did for, for Bulldog nation, especially as players. It was just, it was awesome having you. Um, so now that you've been coaching for a little while, what advice would you give to younger athletes? I mean, high school athletes, college athletes that you wish you would have done differently, like during your playing days, what would you, what would you give advice to those players? Yeah. Um, you know, that's, that's, that's a question that, you know, there's really no right wrong answer on that. There's no good correct manual, but never take it for granted because it goes by fast. You know, you know, just as well as me, it goes by fast. And I played from second grade to, you know, senior year of, college 22 years old and that's it was 14 15 years of basketball gone like that you know um so when coach is telling you something listen to him right when your parents are telling you something you know sometimes it's good sometimes it's bad but listen to them you know take things take things into consideration you know of everything everyone around you appreciate your teammates appreciate your coaches appreciate the ability that you have to play the game of basketball you know not many people have the you know the, tr- the pleasure and treasure of having the skill level you know a lot of these athletes have so put the time in, um, never take a second for granted and really, you know, appreciate what you have in front of you. Yeah, no, that's, that, that's awesome. I love, love that answer. Um, so bouncing off that a little bit now that, now that you're out kind of in the coaching field now, what are some of your main goals you have for your coaching career now? I mean, is it to be a head coach, division one coach, 
what would you say like would be a successful coaching career for you if you could if you could summarize it now yeah um you know i i, I deal with this every day i you know it kind of it's a roller coaster things you know but honestly i want to i want to see what i can do i want to see you know i want to be eventually a head coach somewhere i don't matter the level um if i have to take if i have to be high school coach for a little bit that's gonna be fine if i'm a you know assistant in college for 10 years it's gonna be fine um it's gonna it's all part of the, all part of the plan you know for the greater good of us and i think you know if you have those goals in mind where you're just gonna never stop working each day and honestly wherever you're at wherever i'm at brev i'm gonna i'm gonna make the best of the situation yep. um and that, and that's 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 the true my, my true feelings for that so i don't really know you know exactly what's gonna happen um with amongst all this you know job stuff and covid stuff but Whatever I do end up, I know I will make the most of it, and I will try to build something special. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I think how you said you're just going to make the most out of every situation you're in, that's, that's so true. I mean, just I can attest to that just when you're around us, no matter what, coaching the JV head coach, helping obviously assistant coach with the varsity. I mean, you were always always thriving and always bringing so much energy, and I think you're going to have that impact no matter where you end up. That's awesome. Um, so you, you mentioned the COVID-19 virus going on right now. Obviously, it's a big deal worldwide it's obviously um affecting everybody in, in every way um so what is your advice for all those athletes out there who are having to face um this crisis right now what would you say to just to, to keep keep them motivated or what would you what would you advise them to do during this time yeah um it's, it's a difficult time for sure it's a difficult time for many um athletes included but you know stay on top of your game stay on top of you know, getting better. This is your time, you know, this is your time to really, you know, go after things. You might not have a hoop, do ball handling, you know, do footwork, get, get the strength training in. If you do have a hoop, you know, you're blessed and just continue to get working. And I think the biggest thing is like this, this could all somehow be gone maybe in a couple of months and boom, the question arises, what did you do during this time? You know? Um, and I think, I think that we're going to see a lot of that. We're going to see who did stuff during this time and we're going to see who didn't do stuff during this time. And the ones that did, they're going to separate themselves from the best and, I think that's, that's a true thing. So staying self-motivated is so big these days. Um, think about the end goal, you know, think about where you want to be. If, you know, if you just want to be an average player, well, you know, you just, you're probably just going to be playing video games, but if you want to be the best and you want to separate yourself, you're going to be doing footwork drills, core exercises, lifting, doesn't matter if it's home, you know, in your basement, you're going to find a way. And I think that's the thing that something Concordia and coach Limbach and Carell put on, you know, you guys all the time is just find a way. Um, and I love that because, there's always, there's always a way. And if, if you, if, if you find excuses, you're never going to reach what you want to be. So just stay motivated. Um, whatever, whatever that helps you to do and just, you know, just, just get better in this time, whatever way. No, I think that's so true. I mean, like you said, you can really separate yourself from the pack during this time. Cause a lot of people just surface out and not do much during this time and just but be comfortable with it. But like you said, if you want to really find a way and um, distance yourself from the pack, this is, this is the perfect time to do that. And that's awesome. Um, I know you're a big NBA fan, and obviously they just announced that their season will be coming back starting July 31st. Um, just tell me a little bit how excited you are about that. How do you feel about that? And what, what kind of impact do you think that'll have just, just with everything going on in the world? What do you, what do you think that'll be like having, having the NBA back? Yeah, it's crazy. Um, there's mixed emotions about it, too, because it's, like it's excited. But you're also, I'm also you know, curious to how it's going to work. Um, so I, th- I, th- I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be exciting. Um, you know, they're, they're messing with all these formats and, you know, locations, but I think it'll just be have good to have, you know, basketball back some way, shape, shape or form. Um, you know, I'll be chilling for the Blazers <laughs> in the playoffs, you know, big, big, big Blazers fan, maybe King James can get his, you know, n- another ring, but 
Um, we'll see. I think, I think it'll, I think if it goes well and it's positive, it's going to impact, you know, the world in such a way that, you know, there's hope, there's hope for the future. So we just got to stay strong in this. And I think the NBA being back will be really exciting for everybody. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Kind of bouncing off that. Do you think, I mean, that the, the way they're talking the time frame, they'll be competing with like the NFL, NCAA football, and maybe the major leagues. Do you think the NBA will be as successful, like with getting viewers and people tuning in or how do you think that will play out? Yeah, that's a good question. I honestly, though, I think, the, the, the amount of sports that will be back in that time will be just crazy. And they'll, I think everything will be really good because there's been how many months without sports right now, you know? So like, I, I think that's important. Um, I think it will have a little impact maybe, but it'll also be interesting to see how their format schedule is. Are they going to be playing games all day, you know? And if they are, the people that are just chilling at home will be able to tune in, you know, but I think, I think some viewers will be off. There'll be a little loss of money maybe there here and there, but, Overall, I think it'll be really good if they can make this happen and then start the next season, you know, in December yeah, or whatever. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, well, to finish up the show, I just want to do a couple of quick hitters, so I'm just going to give you a couple quick questions. I just want you to answer them just as quick as you can, so don't really think about them. Just, just knock them out, okay? <laughs> oh, boy, let's get it. Let's get it. the first one. Who's the greatest player of all time? Oh, you can't ask me that. <laughs> we, got too, we got too many viewers on here. I, I, I'll, go, I'll go this. Greatest player of all time, Kevin Slope. All right, we'll go with that. I like it. I like it. Next one. If you had to build around one player in the NBA right now, who would it be? LeBron. Best player you've ever played against? Best player I've ever played High against? High school, oh, college, man. no matter oh, what, who, who would it be? That is that is a good question, man. Like, thinking back on it, there's been a ton of players, but name a few – um, Colton Coima from Northwestern, the dude is unbelievable. You know who he is. Um, who else? Um, Austin Fox from St. Francis, um, in Indiana. He was super good. Six, four, two fifteen. Um, among other players, you know, it's just, it's hard to even think right now. It's just, just a ton of players that, that are pretty solid. Best player you ever coached against. Best player ever coached against. Best player ever coached against. Probably the last two years, probably Ty Hogan out to go to Weston. Favorite sports movie? Sports movie, Coach Carter. Favorite player growing up? Favorite player growing up? Allen Iverson. And then the last one, who are some coaches you look up to now that you get inspiration from? It can be high school coaches, Division One coaches, NBA coaches. Who do you who do you look to? Yeah, there's, a, there's definitely a ton. Uh, Coach Lindback, obviously one of them. Coach Bertram. Sacred Hoops, and you just took that Rhapsody Central Girls job. Uh, one of my mentors, um, Coach Garner, obviously. Uh, Coach Chris Beard out of Texas Tech. I watch a lot of his things. He's, he's super good. Um, and it goes down the line. He just kind of trickles down, but those kind of three of them that are really No, that's awesome. Home. That's awesome. Well, Coach Boonsman, I just want to say thank you so much again for being the inaugural um, interviewee for this first podcast. It was awesome chatting with you, and just thank you for all your knowledge and wisdom and all you give to the game of basketball. It really doesn't go unnoticed, and I appreciate you very much. So thank you. Well, sounds good, Brevin. You know, you're the mayor of Seward, so you better keep that town, you know, going. <laughs> I'm going to try. I'm going to try. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Sounds good, man. See ya. Once again, I want to say thank you so much to all our listeners out there who just listened to the first ever episode of the Mayor's Podcast with Coach Brennan Boomsma. Thank you so much, and I look forward to launching the next episode next week. Take care.